Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for January 24th, 2024. This year, I told you that we would be dealing with this theme for the whole year, laser focus. And we're going to be laser focused on a fixed purpose that I believe that God already established for 2024. God has been to our future. God knows what his plans for 2024 are, and he's already laid those things out. Now, as we walk with God, God will reveal those things to us. So right now we're flowing in this vein where we're opening up our hearts to receive and we're learning that for us to really remain locked in and focused, we're going to have to rid ourselves of all distractions. We're going to ignore life's distractions. We're meditating on on Proverbs chapter four, verse 25 this year. And we believe that this is going to be an amazing year. The title of today's message is how to stay spiritually focused in chaotic times. Put in the chat, I remain spiritually focused. Put in the chat, in the middle of chaos, I will not be moved. I'm going to remain locked in. I can remain spiritually focused in the middle of chaotic times. I want you to get ready now and open up your heart to receive what God is about to release in your life. Right. So that's it. We're going to remain focused, spiritually focused, even in the middle of chaotic times. No matter what's going on around us, we're going to be locked in. Say, I'm locked in. We're going to remain locked in on what we believe God is speaking to us for this particular season. And we're going to walk out our divine purpose with a laser focus. So we've been looking at Proverbs chapter four and verse 25 already this year for the first three weeks of the year. And we're going to continue to look at this verse pretty much all year long. So this is what Proverbs chapter four and verse 25 from the Passion Translation says, set your gaze on the path that is before you with fixed purpose, looking straight ahead, ignore life's distractions. Put in the chat, I set my gaze. Put in the chat, I ignore life's distractions. I'm going to be locked in. I know what God has called me to do. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to even be distracted by good things that God is doing in somebody else's life. I can celebrate them, but I'm going to be locked in on what God said to me for 2024. Say amen to that. Now, yesterday we started looking at Matthew chapter 14. I want to go back to that again today. So Matthew chapter 14, beginning at verse 22, the Bible says, immediately immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into a boat and go on ahead of him to the other side of the lake. And then he dismissed the crowd. And after he had dismissed them, he went up into the mountainside by himself to pray. He His cousin died that day. And so he was still dealing with that. And so later that night, in the fourth watch of the night, um, he was there all alone. The disciples were on the water by themselves. Uh, the boat, the Bible says, was a considerable distance from the land. Uh, and it was being buffeted by the wind and the waves. And it was between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., Jesus decided to catch up with the disciples, so Jesus went out to them. Now, Jesus didn't have a boat, so he just walked on water. <laughs> so Jesus is walking on the on the lake, on the water, 
uh, to the disciples. The disciples are dealing with the wind and the waves. It's between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. And when the disciples saw Jesus walking on the water, the Bible says they were terrified. They were afraid. They said, it's a ghost. They cried out in fear. They thought it was a ghost. Uh, but Jesus immediately said unto them, no, no, stop. It is I. I don't want you to fear. Be not afraid. You know, it's me. It's Jesus. Calm down. And then Peter said, Lord, if it's you, Peter felt a prompting in the middle of that moment to go out there with Jesus. So he said, Lord, if that's you, I want you to tell me to come out to you on the water. I want you to give me the authorization to do what you're doing. And Jesus spoke one word. He said, come. And with that, Peter got out of the boat. He didn't overthink it, right? He just got out of the boat because if you start thinking about it, you won't do it. He got out of the boat. He started walking on water. But the Bible says that he was looking at Jesus. He was walking on that word. He, he was locked in. He was doing the supernatural. But then he shifted his attention to the wind and the waves. And once he started looking at the wind and the waves, he lost his focus. Once he lost his focus, he began to sink. And once he began to sink, he cried out, Lord, save me. And Jesus picked him up out of the water. And then Jesus said this, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And then they climbed back into the boat. But I want to I want to key in on this. Jesus called his faith little. He walked on water. He did the supernatural. But Jesus said you had little faith. He he did something that no other human did but Jesus. This man walked on water. Jesus didn't say good job, buddy. He said no. You have little faith. We're going to deal with that today. So what does this mean for you today? I'm talking about Peter. I'm talking about the boat. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about the storm. All of that. In the middle of all of this chaos, Peter heard or sensed a divine prompting of God, and he asked for the supernatural, and he got the authorization. Then he did it, but then he lost his focus. So what does this mean? Well, I'm going to give you three things today about remaining focused in the middle of chaos, about remaining focused in the middle of storms. And let me just say this about my notes. For those of you that have not signed up to get the notes, go to todaysword.org. Look at the big red subscribe button on the top right. Put in your email address. You get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. And so like today's message, as an example, I have three points. And under each of those three points, I have about anywhere from seven to 10 bullets. So those are like 30 nuggets, basically. That's a lot of content. This is this is meat, not milk, right? I mean, this is this is solid food as a believer. And I'm giving this to you and I want you to receive it. I want you, some of this you need to go back and meditate on. So as we go through like these three points and like, you know, like I said, all of the sub bullets as well, I want you to open up your heart to what God is about to deposit in your life. And also as we go, put some stuff in the chat as it relates to how this series is blessing you and what you're receiving. You ready? Here are the three points for today. Here's number one. When you are focused, you will be able to discern God's will, even in troubling times. So as a believer, you, you want to be able to discern God's will, but you also want to be to, to have the ability to do that even in the midst of a storm or in troubling times, right? So you don't want to just be able to hear the will of God when everything is going fine. No, you want to be able to discern the will of God even in troubling times. So let's be clear about when Jesus showed up. Jesus showed up and this whole event happened in the fourth watch of the night. So the first watch of the night is from 6 p.m. To, to 9 p.m. The second watch of the night is from 9 p.m. to midnight. Uh, the third watch of the night is from midnight to 3 a.m. The fourth watch of the night is from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. I don't know if you've ever stayed up all night. For those of us that were in the military, you ever had CQ? <laughs> you remember that a long time ago? But um, 
But yeah, when you was doing duty and, and you know, you're just like, man, from 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., uh, uh, Dr. Joel Gregory, a mighty man of God, he said years ago, that's like the lull of human existence, right? From 3 a.m. to 6 a.m., I don't care who you are, you're going to be tired. From 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. is is very hard to remain focused. And so now you got these disciples that have been battling wind and waves for hours. Je- they were not with Jesus. Jesus sent them out. They were in the middle of what of, of God's will. They were right where Jesus told them to be and the storms still came. You can be in the middle of the will of God and still have a storm. And so they were where Jesus told them to, to be, but they were still facing wind and waves in the storm. They were physically tired. They were disconnected from Jesus. They were out there by themselves. They don't know what's going on. It's between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. They're battling a storm. They're, they're trying to stay awake and they're, you know, they're exhausted by this point. And it is in this moment of human weakness and fatigue that Jesus shows up walking on water. <laughs> and so and so when they saw him, you know, at between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., I don't know about you, but man, you, sometimes you start hallucinating. You don't even know what you're seeing. Yeah, I, I remember being out in the field so many times in the army and between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., you're trying to walk to your tent. You can't even find your tent. I mean, like I'm saying, like, you know, you start hallucinating. They, they was like, is that Jesus? No, that's a ghost. That's Casper. And so they they start, they, they're tired. They're, you know, they, they, they're afraid. And so they're physically like exhausted. They're mentally drained by this point. They're disconnected from Jesus. They don't know what's going on. And in that moment, Jesus showed up and they were afraid and they thought it was a ghost and they cried out in fear. And in the middle of all of that, the Lord prompts Peter to say, Lord, if that's you, I want you to tell me to come, right? In the middle of all of that, Peter felt something on the inside to say, you know what? If that's Jesus, if that's really you, Lord, I want to do what you're doing. If that's really you, Lord, I sense that you want me to, I want an invitation for participation, right? If that's really you, Lord, then I want to, I want to get out of this boat. If that's really you, Lord, then then you you are walking on the storm that was troubling us and I want to be able to do what you're doing. If that's really you, Lord, I want you to bid me to come. And Jesus said, Come in the middle of all of that chaos and mess, Peter says, Now I don't know if God told anybody else in the boat to get out. All I know is that the only one that spoke up was Peter. The only one that asked for this supernatural experience in the middle of all that chaos was Peter. The only one that was sensitive enough to discern God's voice in the middle of that moment was Peter. And Peter spoke up. And I'm telling you that sometimes. It seems like your life is going crazy. Ignore life's distractions. It seems like all of this stuff is going, oh my God, this is going on with my business. Oh my God, with our ministry. Oh my God, with my marriage. Oh my God, with my children. Oh my God, with, and all of this stuff. And in the middle of all of that, God is speaking and you have to be sensitive to the, to the divine promptings of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes you are led to do the most powerful things in the most unexpected times. Put in the chat, I will be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. This will happen for you in the middle of all of that chaos, in the middle of all of this mess, in the middle of all of these distractions, you must remain sensitive to the divine promptings of the Holy Spirit. You got to walk with God. And in the middle of all of that, while 11 of the 12 men were freaking out, Peter said, you know what? I'm ready to launch out. While they were freaking out, he was ready to launch out. He had the audacity to ask, for a supernatural thing. He asked, Lord, if that's you, I want to do what you're doing. And so, so that's a certain level that, that requires a certain level of focus 
Put in the chat, I will remain focused. That that requires a certain level of focus for you to be locked in on the Holy Spirit, locked in on what God is saying to you, even when everything around you is going haywire. So sometimes, going back to the, the scenario they have, even in feelings of isolation, they were disconnected from, from Jesus. Even in, with feelings of vulnerability, they were out there 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. on the open sea battling wind and, and storms and things seemed like they were going crazy and they were exhausted. They thought they saw a ghost. In the middle of all of that, sometimes it is in these chaotic moments when things are seemingly going crazy that one word from God can come. And if you are sensitive to that word, you can have an encounter with God that can change the trajectory of your life. God can call us. It can come at the most unexpected moment. It can come when you feel least prepared for it. Like the disciples were like, wait a minute, walking on water? You would have never thought, like walking on water. Let me try walking on water. If I'm going to try walking on water, let's try it when everything is calm. Let's try it like in the middle of the day. Let's try it like, you know, after I got some rest. Let's try it when, oh, let me build. No, no, no. It was at the, the most unexpected time. In the middle of all of this, God will speak to you at the most unexpected time. In the middle of a storm, God can give you a word. While people are freaking out, you, you could just be, oh, Glory to God. God just spoke to me. While people are freaking out and they're expecting you to be freaking out with them, you can get a word from God and one word from God can change your life forever. The disciples were in fear. 11 of the 12 men were in fear, but Jesus was out there walking on water and one of the 12 men got a word. One of the 12 men launched out in faith. One of the 12 men opened up his mouth, spoke in faith. He asked for it. Listen, in the middle of a storm, God will open it, tell you, open up your mouth and ask me for it. Come on now. You can one word from God will give you the comfort and the peace and the courage to open up your mouth and ask for it. Even in the middle of a storm, even in, while things are going crazy, you can be in the hospital and God says, open up your mouth and ask for it. You can be in a courtroom and God says, open up your mouth and ask for it. God can reveal himself in any moment. And when he gives you a, a word, it, it doesn't matter how tired you are. It doesn't matter how weak you felt in that moment. It doesn't matter how, how crazy you think you thought things were going. One word from God can turn a trial into a triumph and it can happen in a moment and it can happen at any time. So when you are facing a storm, look at me, when you're facing a storm, I want you to remain attentive to God's voice. I want you to know that he can give you direction you, so that you don't just survive the storm so that you can thrive through it. So no matter what you're facing uh, right now, and then as you, you walk out 2024, be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit and know that God can speak to you at any time and his voice can penetrate through the storm and his voice can penetrate through all of the confusion and his voice can cut through all of the chaos. And one word from God can turn a hopeless situation around. Say amen to that. Oh, I'm preaching good, man. I want to high five myself. All right, number two, you ready? Number two, never underestimate the power or the grace that you can tap into with just a single leap of faith. Listen, it is our faith taps into God's grace. When you tap into God's grace, never underestimate. With the grace of God can change your life forever. Peter heard a word from God and he took action. We got to learn how to do that, how to believe. Put in the chat, I will believe it. I will receive it. I will respond to it. I'm going to believe a word. I'm going to receive the word. I'm going to respond to the word. One act of faith and in obedience can change my life, can put me on this path to extraordinary possibilities, to where anything is possible for me. Think about Peter's bold move. Think about how Peter got out of the boat. Think about one step of faith. Peter was 
First of all, crazy enough to ask for it. The second of all, it's crazy enough to get out of the boat. He got out of the boat. One leap of faith will put you on a path to where massive doors of opportunity can be open for you, where you can experience significant breakthrough. This is your season. This is your time. You got to be able to hear from God and move when God tells you to move. Put in the chat, I will move when God tells me to move. And so while you think you are waiting on God, sometimes God is waiting on you to get out of your boat. You can never hit a home run if you don't take the swing. You can never walk on water if you don't get out of the boat. You may think you're waiting on God. God is waiting on you. So you got to be sensitive. Every time you step out in faith, without a doubt, without wavering, believing that this is what God told me to do, it could be the start of something big. So you got to embrace the divine power in any little act of faith, any act of faith that you launch out in faith, it could be the beginning of something big. Matter of fact, put this in the chat. This is the beginning of something big for me. Peter's faith enabled him to walk on water to experience something nobody else experienced. The other disciples didn't experience it. He experienced something radical, something supernatural, because he sensed what God was saying. He had the audacity to open up his mouth to say it, to ask for it, and then launch out in faith. Remember, your faith is tapping into God's grace, and there's no limit to what God can do. What we do is just provide faith. What God does is provide grace. And because God is the one who's on us, God is the one who's living in us, God is the one who's giving us the words, God is the one who's performing the work, there's no limit to what God can do. So if you provide the faith and you tap into God's grace, there's no limit to what can happen in your life. This this grace will propel you into your purpose. This, This grace will help you to leave behind the limitations of this present world and the limitations of your humanity. You are limited. But when you embrace the grace of God, the grace of God will push you past your limits. You, you're taking a leap of faith and your faith is tapping into God's grace and you tap into the supernatural. And then you're going to learn what Peter learned, that when you step out into the supernatural, God is able to do in you, with you, through you, for you, by you, which you could never do without him. But it requires you to step out of your norm. It requires you to step out of the ordinary. Say this, I'm not ordinary. Put it in the chat. I am not ordinary. I am not common. I am uncommon. I am extraordinary. Why? Because God is on me and in me and with me and for me. So you got to decide to step out into God's plan, into God's grace, into God's rhythm, into God's purpose, to step out like like Peter stepped out. And, and, And in the middle of a storm, in the middle of a chaos, all of that, you have the power to discern what God is saying and launch out in faith and knowing that one step of faith that one decision, we're going to do this. We're going to submit this proposal. We're going to file for this position. We're going to fill out this resume. We're going to show up to this appointment. I'm going to go to this audition, whatever. That one thing that God took, it could change your life and it can change your life forever. So you want to be aligned with what God is doing in your life. You want to be open to the divine promptings of the Holy Spirit and you don't want to be moved. Say amen to that. You got it? All right. Number three, last point for today. Your faith must go beyond the initial step. Say this, say my faith goes beyond the initial step. So yes, he took the initial step, but then your faith has to endure beyond the initial step. Jesus referred to Peter's faith as little. Let's talk about that for a moment. He said, Peter, what he didn't say was, all right, hey guys, let's pause for a second. Come on, put your hands together for Peter. Peter, I want you to know, hey, hey son, hey buddy, you're going to go down as the only other person to ever walk on water. It's just me and you, buddy. It's just me and you. Peter, good job. You stepped out. You had the audacity to say it. You, you got out of the boat. You took a few steps. You, you did something supernatural. Jesus did not commend Peter. Jesus said, man, Peter, that's all you got? 
you of little faith, why did you doubt? He called his faith little. Now, it wasn't little in terms of power. It wasn't little in terms of potential. This guy walked on water. It was little in terms of duration. The duration part is critical. My spiritual father, Pastor Tony Brazelton, on New Year's Eve, coming into 2024, he said this. He said, God does not just test our faith with the size of the problem. He said, God tests our faith with the length of the problem. Think about that for a minute. He says, there will be testing. There will be storms. There will be trials. But God doesn't just test us with the size of it. Sometimes God tests us with the length of it. So you got to understand that, that Peter, Jesus said Peter's faith was little. And it wasn't little in type because he, he did something supernatural. It was little in duration. And so this is the kind of faith that he had was great, but the duration of his faith was not great. So he exhibited a supernatural faith, but I call it a short burst of faith. What he exhibited was a short burst of faith. And anybody could have a short burst of faith. Anybody could hear a word from God on Sunday, high five their neighbor, do three backflips in the church, run around the church and be so excited, put it on Facebook, put it on social media, but then they already forgot about it by Thursday. Anybody could have a short burst of faith. God is looking for consistent faith. God is looking for sustained faith. God is looking for you to not, not just start strong, but to finish strong. Put in the chat, I'm going to finish strong. God is looking for you to maintain what he said, not just to believe what he said, but to maintain it, to, to, to remain locked in and resolve with, uh, without a doubt, without wavering, to be consistent. To, to add patience to your faith, to believe that God said this, hey, son, hey, daughter, hey, babe, get your family together. I believe this is what God said for us, and we're not going to be moved off of this thing. And it could get worse before it gets better, and storms may come, and difficulties may arise, and problems may come, and, and we may see all of this. But I know that one thing I do know is that God is not a man that he should lie, neither is he the son of man that he should repent. If God said this thing, it has to come to pass. And I'm not going to be moved by what I see with these natural eyes. I'm only going to be moved by what God said. So we're going to continue to, we're going to stand on this word until we see this word come to pass. Matter of fact, I'm going to say it. I'm going to announce it. Nothing happens in the kingdom until you announce it. I'm going to announce it before it happens and believe that it's already done and it's only a matter of time. And I'm going to provide enduring faith. I'm going to provide sustaining faith. I'm going to provide consistent faith. I'm not going to just have a short burst of faith. No, no. I'm going to look into the invisible. I'm going to believe the impossible. I'm going to receive what God is saying. I'm going to declare what God is saying. We're going to launch out in faith for what God is saying. And we're not going to be moved by what we see with our natural eyes. We're not going to give our attention. We're not going to shift our, our focus. We're not going to lose our focus. We're not going to shift our attention to the wind and to the waves. No, no, no. We're going to lock in. Listen, we're going to be, we're going to have faith that will endure past the initial step. Yes, things, things may get difficult. Things may get worse before they get better. But I tell you what, we're going to believe God. But it, what God said has to come to pass. We're not going to shift our attention. We're going to go back to what God said. We're going to meditate and medicate on it just because we submitted something and it didn't work out. We're, we're not going to stop submitting. We're not just because God told us something about something and we submitted it and it didn't work out. Okay, Lord, well, what do you want? Well, maybe... Okay, well, we're going to do it again, and we're going to go after another one, and we're going to go after another one. And why? Because I know that God told us this stuff, and we're not going to lose. I mean, we're not going to just give up. We're not going to cave in. We're not going to quit. No, no, no. We're not going to shift our focus. No, we are not like those without no hope. We believe that if God said it, it has to come to pass. God is not a man. He can't let us down. So when you launch out in faith, 
Know that you are tapping into God's grace and also know that things may get worse before they get better. Also know that things may go crazy in your life. Also know that the devil gets a vote. Also know that the devil is not going to just sit by and watch as you be blessed and walk in the blessing. He's going to do everything that he can to get you to change your confession. He will crank up the heat on you, but you got, I don't care how many times you crank up the heat, Mr. Devil, I'm not going to be moved. Like, like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they, they was like, hey, you need to bow. And they said, we ain't going to bow. Uh, I tell you what, Mr. King, uh, I don't care what you do. We're not going to bow. Our God is able. Even if he doesn't deliver us, we're still not going to bow. And then uh, Mr. King, Mr. King said, uh, King Nebuchadnezzar, he said, crank up the heat seven times more. Uh, uh, how do you go from level one fire to level eight fire? Level one fire is going to kill you. Level eight fire is going to kill you. It cranking it up eight times harder doesn't mean anything. It's already going to kill you. But but what did they say? They was like, I don't care how much you crank the heat up on me. I'm not going to change my confession. I'm not going to. We serve a, a God who will get down in the fire with us. And so I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not going to. You can crank up the heat all you want. I'm going to believe what God said. You can crank up the heat all you want. I'm going to fix my gaze on God's fixed purpose. You can crank up the heat all you want. I'm going to ignore life's distractions. You can crank up the heat all you want. I'm not going to shift my focus from what God spoke over my life for 2024. I'm going to believe what God said until I see what God said. Say amen to that. So Peter, listen, in 2024, when you face something like you're like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening to me. Do not lose your focus. I want you to remember Peter. If you lose your focus, you're going to sink. But if you don't, you won't. And so remember Peter's story. Go back and be like, nope, I'm going to remain focused. I'm not going to have a short burst of faith. I'm going to be locked in. I'm going to fix my gaze. I'm going to have a faith that can endure in the middle of chaos, in the middle of a storm. I'm going to, I'm going to believe what God said until I see what God said. I'm not just going to start well. I'm going to finish strong. Put in the chat, I will finish strong. I have faith that will endure for the long haul. Say amen to that. So we got to develop a habit every day that we will not give in, we will not cave in, and we will not quit. Say amen to that. I've already given you a lot for today. I need to stop. And so there's a lot in my notes. Make sure you get your notes. Uh, but that's enough. That's enough. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to open up your heart now to receive what, what God has said over your life. And what we're going to do is we're going to lift up our voice and decrease some things over our lives. You ready? So I want you to speak this over your life. Get ready uh, to close it out with the declaration of faith. Say this. Say, Father, I live with a laser focus on your fixed purpose for 2024. I commit to keeping my eyes fixed on your plan for my life. I trust your promises. Your promises are the foundation for my faith. I discern your voice, even in the midst of storms. I embrace every opportunity to step out in faith, knowing that your grace is sustaining me. I'm determined to sustain my faith through trials and triumphs. Your word, Father, is my guiding light and you lead me towards your purpose and your promises. I reject all of life's distractions. I develop a faith that endures. I have a trust that persists, and I have a focus that never wavers. Living this way, I know, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, I'm going to have another one. 
these messages are really blessing me and I know that they're blessing you. So do me a favor, leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Sign up to get the messages. Go to todaysword.org. You get the notes for free. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're not subscribed, youtube.com forward slash Rick Pina. Hit like and subscribe. Hit the bell icon. I love you. God loves you more. So leave me some comments and then share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I'll see you tomorrow morning. This was a lot. This is a message you might need to listen to again, but we're going to walk this thing out and 2024 will be an amazing year for us. Have a great day. I love you. Talk to you soon. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program, and Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity, and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to write several books and journals to help people grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Please go to rickpina.co if you don't have our material, and there's also apparel there as well. Listen, thank you for being a blessing to us. We pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you.